your best self a time to care it's been a little while since we've had a new podcast put up but there's been a few changes going on and and, and an evolution of your best self into a time to care this podcast will be really dedicated now more to learning the actual tools to being present for another in their time of need Rather than just ideas and ideas and I talk, 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 I want to offer some specific information, some tools, something that could be really helpful if for those of us, and who, who, to whom does this not come, who are dealing with someone they care about who's ill. And when they're being asked to step up and be there and be with them. It's very, ta- very difficult that for many because they have no idea how to really be there for another in a way that's uplifting, that's healing. They might get so distressed by the actual circumstances. They want to make everything better. You know, when someone becomes sick or distressed, we be, we can, if we love them and are close to them, it's very natural to feel sick and distressed as well. It happens. Because in our hearts, between us and another we care about, there is no separation. So this book is not about illness itself, but about the journey through illness or discomfort or distress to our essential health. And I said this book, I meant this podcast, although it's based upon a book as well. I wanted to make it fresh and alive by speaking it and sharing it with you directly. You know, illness and health recur continuously, and yet we're not free to live fully until we're finished dealing with our fear of loss. So that's always embedded in our situation when we're going to help someone who's sick or distressed or disturbed. There's a feeling, oh my goodness, I'm losing this person, or I'm losing them as I knew them. I'm losing the strength, the security I had from them. So as a caretaker, or this is for both caretakers and those who might be experiencing distress as well, the illness as well, there's a fear of loss, a lot of fear of loss. We want to hold on to everything. We want to stay the same. We want to, if we're the one experiencing distress, we want to present a a happy face, a cheerful face. And we want to do that too if we are the one who's coming to help. It could be very shocking and disturbing to see the change that is going on in our life because most of the time we live with the belief that all will stay just as it is. Everything's going to stay the same. Everything will be fine. And that's why we always want to present this happy, smiling face. Nothing wrong with being cheerful and positive and uplifting, but it's also very freeing and healing to be able to be just as we are and to be with another just as they are, not to have to change them or give them a special uplift from your point of view. If someone's feeling very sad and we come in, come on, cheer up, cheer up, it's all good, it's all fine, that may not be the best way to go. It may not. 
we think we're going to lift them with us. But what we're doing also is we're, in a way, we're making them lonely. We're denying what's truly happening in that person right now. We're not giving it room just to be there and perhaps express itself. There can be such relief when we're allowed to be just as we are and no one is trying to change us and no one is trying to cheer us up prematurely. There's a deeper comfort that comes from really being with someone and listening deeply and fully or resonating with what's true for them right now. This is actually a great art to learn, a great skill. It's something that we don't even really do for ourselves, so it might be hard to do it for another. You know, there's like an inner demand that we all have on ourselves and each other to be cheerful, to be all put together, to look pretty. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing just great. And, and we go through the day like that, playing this role. I'm doing just great. And we get through the day, and yet at the end of the day, there is such a sense possibly of not really being heard, not really being seen, just going through the motions, not really being known for who we truly are. We don't have that space for that to happen most of the time. So if we're being called to this bedside or to the, to the living room, it could be anywhere, to help someone who is suffering, whether it's from a physical illness, an, an emotional turmoil, whatever the, whatever the cause may be, it, it, it becomes a time to care. And it's very useful to understand certain basic points related to that and to practice about how to implement them into your life. In a sense... This podcast and this, these questions arise from a deep need to find an answer to the following questions. How is suffering truly relieved? What is the best way through difficult times, including times of illness, distress, or loss? So these are very big questions that we're going to be looking at and grappling with and tangling with. But in order to really engage with them, we need to understand what suffering is in a much larger context. There is no other way to find true peace of mind. And it's also necessary at a time like this to be able to find our own true answers. That's wonderful. Not to present a patched together picture, but to bring into the room who you truly are. That itself is so healing, to be with someone who is real. Wow. <laughs> that allows you, it gives you permission to put down the mask in the games and to be real as well.
You know, during this time of, of suffering or of illness, we usually run in all directions looking for help to try to ease the pain that we're feeling. But the deeper pain of feeling helpless or not understanding what's going on or not having anyone to really share with in an honest way, that deeper pain is seldom looked at or addressed at all. So uh, let's look at some of the deeper questions here. What is this suffering anyway? What is this illness possibly anyway? Is it a random, senseless interruption of my life? What is going to happen to me? What's going to happen next? You know, always embedded in our suffering and worry is worry. Worry, what, what is this? What's going to happen next? Am I okay? Will it go away? And as a caretaker, we worry, how can I help the other person be at ease? How can I help this distress disappear? The first thing you need to know, really know, is that that's not your job <laughs> to help the distress disappear. Isn't that interesting? We always think that's our job to help the distress disappear. No, no, no. The distress will disappear naturally by itself when the message it has, when its purpose is deeply understood. You know, pain, distress, illness, difficulty comes with a gift in its hand. It's coming to teach us something. So rather than run away from it or numb ourselves from it, take all kinds of medicines or pretend it's not happening, wow, what a brave and fascinating activity it is to jump right into the suffering and distress itself, to be with it, maybe even to welcome it. Step back from it for a moment and say, what do you want of me now? Whoa. We're actually talking about even dialoguing with it. So, you know, this, as we start this kind of exploration, we're presenting an entirely new way of looking at illness, suffering, and upset. It's not your enemy. Isn't that interesting? We think sickness is our enemy, and we've got to conquer it and cure it and, 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 and be stronger than it. No, that's another way of being with it. But in this way of being with it, no, no, no. This is not your enemy. Relax. It's come with a gift in its hand. Whatever has come that might be hurting at the moment or difficult, it's coming with a gift in its hand. It's coming to teach you something, to offer you some strength, to make you more compassionate, to make you wiser, to open your heart, to open your mind. Perhaps it's even coming as a way to tell you something about your very own life, something that you could not have heard or you were not hearing or you were unwilling to listen to before. So let's just take that one thought in very deeply because it's a game changer, I promise you. Because so much pain when we're sick and fighting the sickness and fighting the emotional distress. So much of the pain we suffer comes from resisting what's going on. We're in a fight with it. We're in a battle and we tense up. 
and that tension and that fight doesn't allow our natural healing powers to just easily flow. Doesn't allow. It's fighting against the own, our own inner harmony, which will restore itself one way or another with ease. So let's stop fighting the illness or the distress. That's number one. Let's stop seeing it as our enemy. Often we run from pain into many, many things. We run into medication, into substances, into relationships. We run, run, run anything, anything to numb the pain, right? And then, of course, we get caught in all kinds of other difficulties which are equally hard to bear. Different cravings, different addictions, and so forth. When pain comes, we offer drugs. Instead of offering ourselves, we offer to the other one denial. <laughs> we offer denial. It's not really funny because that so much of our lives are based upon denial. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to feel that. I don't want that to happen. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I, it could be so strong. I'm even denying that it's here. This way of being now in a time to care in our best self is a way of letting go of the denial, letting go of the pretense and the masks that we live our lives embedded in, and honoring, actually honoring what it is that's right here, right now. This is the path of honoring life and trusting life, trusting, trusting that everything that happens, including the illness, including the suffering, ultimately, ultimately is for our highest good. Now, that doesn't mean that we are looking for pain and we inflict it on ourselves because it's good to suffer. Not at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's a misunderstanding. But I'm saying that whatever comes, let's engage with it. Let's explore it. Let's stop judging it, fighting it, resisting it. And let's enter the heart of it. And actually, this strange, unexpected event that happens is when we do that, it begins by itself to melt away and to transform and to guide us into what is truly the next best and most appropriate steps for us. If we stop running away, even for a little while, we can see that the only true comfort will come from understanding from presence, the only real healing will come from the truth. Knowing the truth, being the truth, hearing the truth. And as I said, if we really listen closely, we will find that whatever pain we are going through has a meaning and it's there to be listened to. So we're going to stop in a few moments for, for today for this first time to care honoring life podcast it's about how to be there for another during their time of need and of course 
how to be there for yourself as well because the more you can be there fully authentically for yourself the more you can be there for another as well so I'm going to give you a little quick exercise not so quick but it's a it's just a turnaround it's something I'm suggesting for for today and for this week and for whenever it seems right to you if you're struggling with something fighting it hating it pushing it away stop a moment and say this is not my enemy this is my friend it has something to tell me let me find out what it is boom <laughs> just that turnaround just that reframe just that new attitude will open a door for you so you can contact me anytime you like with questions or experiences at topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the website for this podcast is bestselfbooks.com. Thank you very much for listening. And I do look forward to hearing from you. The, anything at all that you might want to ask or say or share would be most appreciated. Thanks again for listening, and I will be back next week with another episode of A Time to Care. Bye-bye for now.